0: Welcome to Total Life Fitness, and I'm your host, Luke Briggs. On this show, we understand it's more than just fitness, it's your life. We'll share strategies to help you lose weight, gain muscle, build confidence, and live your best life. If you enjoy the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and share it with a friend. Now, let's get on to the show. Hey, what's going on, everyone? So today, I'm doing a QA and a episode. These are common questions that I get from either our members inside the Total Life Fitness Academy or that people ask me on social media or in different groups that I'm in. They include dealing with family and friends who don't eat as healthy as us, how do you stay on track when you're so busy, and how much protein do I need, among a couple other questions. So I'll get into that in a minute. For those who don't know who I am, my name is Luke Briggs. I'm the owner of the Total Life Fitness Academy. Where we specialize in helping parents and busy professionals lose body fat, build muscle, and have more energy. I've been a coach for about 11 years, and I've worked with nearly 3,000 clients. The so first question that I want to go through is one that one of our members, actually a lot of our members, asked recently, which is, you know, when I go over to my family's house, they don't eat as healthy as us. They always have stuff sitting out. You know, they have unhealthy food all over the place. Like, how do I deal with this? So there are a couple of ways to look at this. So first of all, a lot of times I think that we don't communicate effectively our goals with our family or our significant other or others when we're going over their houses. We, We don't want to bother people, quote unquote. And if other people don't know our intentions or don't know that we are aiming to eat healthy in our own lives, then they're not going to be able to help us or they're not going to be able to support us. So I want to start with our spouse. So I think a lot of people who listen to this may have communicated this with their spouse already, but if you have not communicated with your spouse, other than just saying, hey, I'm trying to eat healthy now, your spouse may think that support means that they just let you do your thing and you know they don't bother you about it. You might think that support means, hey, we're not going to go out to eat as much now, but you didn't communicate that with them. So they have no idea. Or support might mean that they don't bring unhealthy foods to the house. Have you actually had a sit down conversation with them and specifically told them that you would like them to support you in that way? And have they confirmed with you that they'll support you in that way? If you have not, you need to communicate these things with other people. Same thing with your family. Say, hey, I'm working on a healthy lifestyle right now. And I know that when I'm t- I'm over at your house and I'm tempted with these things, you know, when we're over with your house, Would you be able to support me on this? And would you be able to not have all these foods sitting out because, you know, they're really tempting for me and they're hard to avoid. And they might be, you know, many times they might be like, yeah, absolutely. I didn't even know that. Yeah, we can certainly have healthier foods out for you. Right. So a lot of times it just comes down to communicating with them. Now, I know what a lot of people might say. Well, yeah, I tell them and then they're just like, yeah, whatever. We're we're just going to have it out. Right. So if you're going over to a friend's or family's house and they're going to eat unhealthy, there are a couple ways you can approach this. First of all, if you plan for it, if it's like a one day thing, then you can just factor it into your calorie budget. So if you have, as a simple example, let's say you have 2000 calories that you're allotted for that day and you know that, okay, I'm going to have, there's going to be cake there. There's going to, it's going to be a birthday party. There's going to be, you know, steak that they're um, grilling out. They're going to have fries. They're going to have chips. So just factor in what you're going to have, pre-log your food in a tracking app. And then you already know what you're going to have when you get there. Factor in alcohol, add in a little bit extra. And then let's say that puts you at 1400 calories. Then you know that the rest of the day you can have 600 calories. So then before you go, if that's later in the day, just have 600 calories of primarily protein and veggies before you go, because probably the majority of the stuff that you have there is going to be carb and fat heavy. So then that way you can still hit your protein intake and still hit your calorie intake and not be over. So it just takes a little bit of planning. Now, another way to approach this is, well, what if they pressure me? They're like, oh, come on, have some. How often do we get together? And this is often a a thing. So if someone's saying that to you, first of all, remember that they are telling you these things to justify their own behaviors because by you not eating, it's making them feel uncomfortable about their own decisions in many of the cases. Not all the time, but this is a common reason as well. They also might think it's traditionally a bad thing if you never indulge, right? So they might think that they're helping you. But in reality, if you don't want to eat, you don't have to. You can even bring your own food. You can eat ahead of time. You cannot stay as long. There are a number of ways that you can approach this, and it obviously depends on the individual situation. But a lot of it comes down to communication. And a lot of times, I think we have this thought in our head that when we're there, people are going to be focused on us, and they're going to notice that I'm not eating, and they're going to start to be thinking these certain things about me. Let's be honest. Most people are not focused on you. They have their own problems. Think about it. In a day, how many times, how often are you thinking about other people? Aside from maybe your kids. Pretty much never. You have so many of your own problems that you're dealing with. Why are you thinking about other people? You're not. It's the same thing with other people. Like we think other people are judging us and thinking about us. They're not in almost Every single time they are thinking about themselves. So stop concerning yourselves with what other people are thinking. And then lastly, another way to think about this as well is if the people who are telling you these things aren't healthy themselves or don't desire to be healthy, why are you listening to them? The same thing. Why would you take money advice from someone who's broke? Why would you take relationship advice from someone who's been divorced four times? It doesn't mean these aren't great people or that they're not you know, people you can be friends with or or your family. It just means that in this particular area of life, you don't want to take advice from them because they don't have the results to justify it. So second question is, how do I stay motivated or how do I stay on track when I'm so busy, you know, I've got my kids I'm worried about, I've got work, I've got stuff around the house, I'm involved in activities, social events, like, how do I stay on track with my nutrition? How do I stay on track with my workouts? So first of all, when you are busier, which I'm going to be honest, I mean, who doesn't think they're busy, right? Everyone, everyone's busy, right? You have to plan and prioritize. To have to identify what is important to you and understand why it's important to you. If working out seems like a chore or eating healthy seems like a chore or prepping your meals seems like a chore, then what you need to do is you need to remind yourself why it's even important to you in the first place. Is it because you have family members who had health conditions or died at a young age and you don't want to have the same fate? Is it because you are feeling really unconfident in yourself and you want to build more confidence? Is it because you want to set a good example for your kids and you don't want your poor eating habits or health habits to rub off on them? Those are just examples, but really understand why it's important to you to even be healthy or focus on those habits in the first place. So once you've identified why it's important, you need to prioritize In my opinion, the people who are most successful with their fitness, they don't do more things than you. In reality, they they do less. So I talk about this all the time, but in my personal life right now, I have three priorities. My health routines and nutrition, my family, and then my business and coaching people. Anything else that's asked of me right now that's reoccurring in nature is a no for now. So if I'm asked to be in another fantasy sports league, it's a no for now. If I'm asked to be in another, you know, sports league just to play in, it's a no for now. If I'm asked to be in a book club, it's a no for now. These might be all things that I enjoy, but they are not aligned with my core tenants right now. They're going to take away from the other things. Anytime you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Whenever you say yes to, I want to be in this extra committee, I want to be a coach for this team, not saying you can never do these things, but if you find you're not doing the other things that are really your priorities, why are you overextending yourself on these things? You need to make yourself a priority as well. Because when you're healthier, you feel better about yourself. It's going to rub off on others too. So it comes down to identifying your priorities and identifying everything that you have going on right now and eliminating or minimizing things that aren't as important to you. And then once you've identified those things, you want to plan them. You need to plan them because they're not just going to happen by accident. You need to intentionally schedule them into your routine. If you don't currently have a routine, you need to build a routine into your lifestyle. You already have a routine of some sort. Now just pair it with something you're already doing. So treat your workouts like an appointment. Put them into your work calendar. Block off lunch. Block off first thing in the morning. Block off after work. Whenever you can be most consistent, block it off and make it consistent for you. With meal prep, with grocery shopping, block it off, right? Don't just hope and pray that it's going to happen or say, I hope I'm better this week. Hope is not a strategy. You need to intentionally make things happen. So if you're feeling unmotivated or like you're feeling like so busy, you probably have too many things that you're doing and you probably have not prioritized things properly and have not planned them out properly and identified your why. So do those things. Next question that I get a lot is how many days per week do I need to work out to get results? So this is a loaded question because first of all, what do results mean to you? Are results fat loss? Maximal strength? Are you running a 10K? What are your goals? Now, are you starting from zero? Or have you already been working out six days a week for the last three years? It depends on where you're starting from as well. So first of all, you need to identify what are your goals. Let's say for the sake of this, a lot most people who come inside our program, the Total Life Fitness Academy, their goal is fat loss, muscle gain. And maybe they're working out three days a week right now. So you can probably work out three, four days a week, whatever you can do consistently, because if it's doesn't matter if it's the perfect program or routine. If you can't be consistent with it, you're not going to follow through and stick with it. So make it a number of days per week that you can actually stick with consistently even during your busiest times. So if you can be consistent three days per week strength training for 45 minutes, do that. So I would start with three days per week in that case. And then you can figure out the workouts from there. So if you're doing strength training, if you're doing it at home, you know, find a program that works for you. What are the best exercises to lose body fat? That's a common question that we get. The answer is there are no exercises that are best to lose body fat. Because no inherent exercise causes body fat loss. They can help build tone and definition and support that. The only way to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit, which is your nutrition combined with your activity. With that being said, it depends on your goals again as well. So if, your goal, if you're like most people listening to this, you're probably a busy parent or professional. You know, you're not going to be working out six days a week. You might be doing three full body workouts per week. So I would include the major movement patterns. I would include a squatting variation. So it could be goblet squats, back squats, front squats, Offset racked squats, uh, double racked goblet squats, sumo squats, anything like that. You could do a hip hinge variation, RDLs, deadlifts, good mornings, uh, dumbbells, bands, barbells, whatever. You could also do a pressing variation. For most people, unless you have the range of motion, I wouldn't do as much overhead pressing. If you don't know what you're doing, I would do more horizontal pressing. So horizontal pressing would be push-ups. You can do them elevated. You can do feet elevated. If they're more advanced, you can do regular push-ups. You can do diamond push-ups. You can do tiger push-ups. You can do close grip. You can do wide grip. There are all sorts of different variations you can do. You can also do dumbbell bench. You can do barbell bench. You can do incline. You can do decline. There's so many different variations that you can do. One is open chain. One is closed chain. Push-ups are closed chain. Bench press variations are open chain pressing exercises. You can also do pulling variations, lat pull down, chin up or pull up. For most people, you probably can't do that um, or at least people think they can, but they can't. And then you can do an assisted variation. Make sure you're actually squeezing your lats at the top and not just doing a half pull up. You can do inverted rows. You can do renegade rows. You can do seated rows. You can use bands, cables, dumbbells, all sorts of different variations. Then you can do single leg exercises if you aren't, you know, too far overweight and it's not going to be putting a lot of pressure on your body to do things like split squats or lateral lunges or, you know, single leg squat to a box or step ups or reverse lunges, forward lunges, things like that. How much protein do I need? And again, this is a loaded question because it depends on where you're starting from so on the food labels like when you get them in the store it the fda the food and drug administration always says 50 grams of protein at least here in the united states and for most people who are listening to this your goal is probably to build muscle so that's not going to be enough and that's based on a 2,000 calorie diet and again it even says on the label it depends on your individual goals for most people, we recommend between 0.7 and 1.2 grams per pound of body weight or target body weight. So if, if you weigh 200 pounds, that would be between 140 and 240 grams of protein per day. If right now you're only eating like 60 grams of protein, going right up to 200 is going to be a lot. So for the next week or two, you might want to go to 100 grams of protein. Then you go to 120 for the next couple of weeks. Then you go to 140. And maybe you feel good there. Maybe you're building muscle. Maybe um, you're getting the results you want. So stick somewhere in that range. Uh, A lot of people ask, well, how do I get protein in? Again, it comes down to planning. So protein sources, meats, fishes are complete protein sources. Things like Greek yogurt, cottage cheese. You can use supplement with protein powders. I know a lot of people like protein bars. I'm not a huge fan of protein bars in general because they have so many added ingredients to them. A lot of protein bars out there are actually carb bars because they have more more grams of carbs in them than protein. So they're like, you know, oh, we're a protein bar. We have eight grams of protein and 35 grams of carbs. (laughs) They're not even protein bars. They just market it that way. So I should look at the food label and see how much protein they actually have. But it's a matter of planning when it comes to protein intake. So again, it really depends on the individual. That's a good rule of thumb to start. Now, if you're someone who has like 100 pounds to lose, and let's say you're 300 pounds right now, I mean, 300 grams of protein is going to be a lot. So you can do target body weight. So if your target body weight is 200, you can base it off of that. So those are some common questions that I get. Uh, I would love to hear from you, our listeners, what other questions are that you would like to have uh just shoot it to me over on facebook uh just go to my luke briggs profile i believe it's in the show notes here or you can email me at luke at lukebriggsfitness.com let me know your questions and i'll make sure to answer them on a future episode check out the links below to check out more of our content and i look forward to chatting with you again soon thanks so much for listening to the show and if you found this content valuable You can connect with me by joining my free Men's Fitness and Health Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Men's Fitness and Health. It's linked in the show notes. Make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review so our show can grow and reach more people. Talk soon.